Hi, thank you. I'm Gail and I'm an alcoholic. And thank you, Doug and Tom and Brent and whoever else put the meeting together and asked me to speak. Thank you for allowing me to come and share my experience, strength and hope. So I was thinking about what I would say tonight and I think everyone who's ever had to speak goes to the same thing when they're trying to figure out what they're gonna speak, say, and they have all these things in their head. And then later you realize you should have said a whole lot that you didn't say. <laughs> so I don't know what I'm gonna say, but here it goes. The one thing that kept playing in my mind on the way over was one of my favorite lines in the big book, the one that I connected with when I first got to Laguna Beach to get sober is in Bill's story on page five. And it's that one simple line, I think it's like in the third paragraph that starts with, liquor ceased to be a luxury and became a necessity. When I read that line five years ago, my sobriety date is October 24th, 2016. And for that, I'm forever grateful. When I read that line in the big book for the first time, I cried. And I thought, how did they know? I'm from the Bay Area, I'm not from Orange County. And so being in San Francisco, working near the Silicon Valley area, I had an hour and a half commute each way driving. If I had decided to start taking the BART transportation system, it would have been a three hour commute. Being the alcoholic that I was, I was real thirsty about 5.45 because I got off work at six. And I had an opportunity to have that long stretch of the commute that allowed me to visit three to four liquor stores before I got home in three to four different cities. I would leave Redwood City, I would cross the San Mateo Bridge, I would hit Oakland, Hayward, Castro Valley, possibly Pleasanton. And if they didn't have what I looked needed or wanted, I would hit the neighborhood gas station on the way to my final destination, which was home in Livermore. And that was my life. And when I had gotten to the point where I thought I wanted to stop drinking or that I should stop drinking or that maybe I have a problem, I had no idea how much King alcohol had taken over my life. I had no idea that, I heard someone say this earlier in the meeting, I thought I was just changing my mind. Every time I said, I'm not going to drink. And then I decided I ended up drinking. I thought I was just changing my mind. I was just being independently exercising my right to binge drink for the weekend because I earned it. And so when I arrived in Laguna Beach, it was through a series of events. And one that really resonates or sticks out for me was on October 22nd, 2016, two police officers showed up at my house in SUVs. And my son asked me before they arrived what had happened to our car. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about, the car is outside. He was like, mom, what happened to the car? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about, the car is outside. He said, go outside and look at the car. So I go outside and I observe the car and it's there. And I'm like, I don't understand why he's not understanding that the car is here, what is he saying? And I realized, oh, we live on a cul-de-sac and I parked it in the middle of the street. And I thought, oh, that is a problem. I should probably move that. And as I proceeded to walk around, I realized that the whole front of the car bumper was missing. And I thought, 
oh my God, what happened to the car? So now I'm saying what he's saying in my mind. I can't remember anything from that night. And so I go in the house to get the keys with the intention to move the car and the two police officers show up. And when they got out of the car, they presented me with my bumper and they said, is this your bumper? And I'm thinking, how did they find me? But I had the license plate on there. So that, that was a big, strong hint. And the officer asked me, had you been drinking? And I said, no. I said, I, I drank when I got home. And he said, well, what do you remember? And I said, well, I went to the gas station, got a pack of cigarettes, got, you know, and came home and, you know, just relaxed, took a bath, shower, got ready for work. He said, okay. He said, well, I need to take your license. And he said some other legal terminology that I didn't quite understand. In the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I don't remember because I had blacked out and I didn't know the language of blackout at that time. I just knew that I drank until I went to sleep. So the next day I was on the plane through, after that event, a friend of mine had booked me to a treatment and the next day I was on the plane to Laguna Beach. I arrived in Laguna Beach Treatment Center in a blackout. And I remember when I finally came to, I didn't know where I was at. I felt completely abandoned. I knew nobody. I had no family, no friends. I didn't know where I was at. I was just like, where, where am I? And some lady was screaming in the loudspeaker about eggs. And I was drenched. I was wet. I, and I couldn't remember. And I remember fast forward after getting a few days of sober time underneath me, being able to eat again, going to meetings. They told me to go to meetings. They told me to do the program. And as I began to just listen, because now I felt like I was in this strange place and I didn't know what was happening, but I knew my life was falling apart. And all I wanted to do was get my life back. I was hopeless. I was defeated. I wanted to kill myself, but yet I wanted to live. And I didn't know how to accomplish either. I didn't know how to kill myself successfully and I didn't know how to live successfully. And I knew I could see my, the disappointment in my son's eyes because I knew he had saw me yet again do something. And he just shook his head and he just walked away. And I never forgot this. And so now, fast forward, having surrendered and became so willing to work this program and find out what the steps meant. What I didn't even understand what that meant. I didn't understand what the tools were. I didn't understand the language. I had no familiarity with AA at all. But I did have a relationship with God, and that was the one thing I didn't know. And that was slightly broken because of my alcoholism. And what AA did for me is that it put my hand in, back into the hand of God and restored that relationship through the working of the steps. I was able to get a sponsor, or she chose me, and began to walk me through the program bit by bit. And what really has helped me the most is that not only did I under, learn how to what the steps are, I really learned how to apply them to everyday situations because that's what I needed. I didn't want to hear the theory and the ethereal explanations about what the steps were and what they did in 1933. I wanted to know how step three was going to help me today at eight o'clock on April 23rd, today. How is this going to help me today? How's it going to help me with my job loss? How's it going to help me with my kids? How's it going to help me being homeless? How's this going to help? And they would say, keep coming back. Just don't drink today. 
and I didn't understand it, but now I'm so glad I stayed. I'm so glad I sat on my hands. I'm so glad I sat all the way down. I'm so glad that I was willing. And so if you're new, I just want to encourage you to please just give yourself a chance because now five and a half years forward, I don't have the life at all that I used to have, nor do I want it at all. And now I have a whole set of tools that I get to use on a daily basis to continue to grow and evolve and problem solve. I have the respect of my kids back. There are people on my men's list that made, I mean, on my inventory that made amends to me just recently. And I didn't even know what to do with that. I had to call my sponsor. I was like, they made oh my God. And she goes, okay, well, it's time to get back into the work. We're going to go to another level, you know? And so I fell in love with the program because I began to see it work. But before I knew that it was going to work, I had to borrow everybody else's experience. I had to trust and lean on everybody else's faith that it would work. And I had to understand that my best and greatest idea landed me in, in, in a rehab, a psych ward, losing my job, and possibly losing the respect of my children. So I was fresh out of ideas. I had nothing else nothing else up my sleeve, no more tricks in the hat, no more bags, nothing. And so I'm grateful that I had reached that point that I was willing and became willing. So if you're new, please stay around. And if you've been around, thank you so much for not picking up your toys and going home because it's from you and these rooms that I continue to grow and learn. Thank you for letting me share. Yeah.